Seventh day slumber. Okay, I'm going to tilt the camera back down, Matt. Yeah, that's in the house. Joseph's got to see the office. Yo, what's up, guys? Hey. What's up? Hey. We got yeah, man. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing good, man. So I'll start this off by saying I am super jealous that I am not you guys because I'm a huge Fozzie Chris Jericho fan. I'm going to that show. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Baltimore. Long story short, uh, back in the day when Fozzie went on a European tour, there used to be a band called Uncrowned out of Atlanta. Their bass player was the tour bass player when they went to Europe one time. And I text him like, can you give me something for Chris Jericho? He's like, Kevin, I can't even believe you fucking asked me that. He's like I'm not asking Chris Jericho for an autograph. I'm like, just have him sign something and throw it back. He's like, no, I'm not doing it, dude. I've had so many people ask me, you know, hey, dude. I mean, I know you're gonna see him back there, man. Just get him to sign something. Get him to do like, no. Mm-mm. I got people close to me asking that. I'm like, dude, I don't care how close we are. You know, I'm not gonna embarrass myself like that, dude. I'm Absolutely. just. It's funny though, man, because I didn't even I didn't know how big Chris Jericho was because I'm I'm not a and that's no that's that's not you know that's no disrespect at all. No, absolutely. I just didn't watch a lot of wrestling back in the early early days. You know, I did, but but I I you know that was old school old school wrestling, man. Yeah, 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 that stuff. They like they like to call Chris Jericho the Ocho. Oh eight, yeah, eight-time champion. Yeah, um, no, I know, dude. I know now. Like, if you don't know, <laughs> now you know. They say you better, you know, you better learn. And so, uh, dude, I, I, and I was like, man, you know, I just knew Fozzie because they they get played. You know, you know, you see their videos and get played. And some friends of mine that d- shot videos for them and d- done work with them, you know, photography and things like that. And and plus, I I really like the song Judas a lot, you know. And so, yes. well, I like a, a lot of Fozzy songs, but that, I, I I love that song. And so, anyway, I didn't realize exactly how big Chris Jericho was until we got on this tour, and I was like, man. Well, actually, a band called the GFM Band, which is on Rockfest Records as well as us, they were oh, on trust tour. Trust me, we are big GFM fans here. Yeah, awesome, yes. awesome. Yeah, well. Um, well, th- they were on that tour, um, and I. That's when that's Blaze and Weston were producing their last, or produced their last album, their last EP, the GFM band's last EP, uh, "Framing My Perception." So Blaze was actually on that tour. This is Blaze right here, <laughs> and Blaze plays drums. Weston plays guitar for Seven Days Slumber, but he was actually on that tour, and he was like, "This, he's huge, man. He's." He's not just a you know big in in a band Fozzie. He's he's huge, dude. Like huge. Yeah, so, he's world. He's, yeah, he is literally. He does his own damn cruise. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he does a Chris Jericho wrestling cruise, and it's, yeah, Fozzie plays on it, and they have all the big wrestlers there during the cruise. Just kind of a, a wrestling version of Shiprocked. If, if for everybody who's familiar with Shiprocked, it's a wrestling version of that. And I'm a huge wrestling fan. So if you've ever seen AEW with with Chris Jericho, and I'm going to get off the Chris Jericho band here at, at Wagon here in just a second, <laughs> but if you if you ever watch them, they play Judas as his walkout music. Yep. The crowd goes absolute. They turn the music off, and the crowd and thousands of people just singing Judas. 
when and it's just amazing but the the whole point was is you guys are going out on on tour with them and this will be you've gone out with them last year as well correct we were on that tour last year and chris jericho ended up hurting his larynx yes. um and so it got moved to now and uh, okay. we ended up going out with saliva instead um which that was a that was a solid run we had a great time with those dudes in saliva and we saw lisa there and we uh you know we we had a great time on that but so it got moved uh to to this year and we leave in about four weeks maybe almost a month to the day yeah almost a month to the day what's funny is originally they asked us to push the date of rock and the sound back one week so Fozzie could be the headliner for Rock and the Sound. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I was gonna say but, that was our first target. Yeah, I mean Fozzie was one of the first ones we went after. We thought we were gonna get him, and then Chris's schedule didn't match up. So yeah. he asked us to push it back a week, but we had already had the venue and we had already laid down the deposit on the venue, so we had to stick with that the date we had. So we we missed out on that one. So tell me, give me for those that don't know. Uh, give us a little rundown of Seventh Day Slumber from from the beginnings to where you're at now. So Seventh Day Slumber has actually been around over 20 years, and um, my my son, this is my son uh, Blaze. He's actually the drummer for this band. Our drummer was his drum teacher, um, and so uh, and Weston's from my hometown of Victoria, um, but. But but we've been around a while, and a lot of people know us kind of like in the Christian rock industry. That's um, that's where the, I knew the I knew the name from. Yeah, and uh, you know we've had a couple of crossover songs, you know, that did well on rock radio, and uh, we were with um, Warner Brothers and well Word Entertainment and Warner Brothers at the same time. So we had the Christian and the general market side of it, and that was years ago. And then we um, we focused a lot just doing a lot of um, family-friendly venues, kind of, I guess. You know, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that, because a lot of Christian bands play bars, clubs, and that kind of stuff. But for me, dude, I was a drug addict, man. I, I, I grew up without a dad. I had, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I was looking at 10 years in federal prison my last time down. This is before I had my kids. So for me, when, when, um, when everything changed, you know, and I, and I had an encounter with God, I'm not getting preachy on your show. I'm just telling you what it is. Keep going, me, keep going. Yeah. You yeah, know, absolutely. for me, I had an encounter with God, man. And, and in the back of an ambulance after a suicide attempt, my mom was the one that walked in and found me, you know, and called the paramedics. And I really believe God used those paramedics. Shout out to all of our, um, you know, all the paramedics out there and firefighters and, and all the first responders, man. But, um, God used them to save my life in the back of an ambulance. And so for me, um, that was the beginning of that change. And I, I, at that time, out of $400 a day cocaine addiction, I, I was looking at 10 years that time down. I'd been locked up from Texas to California. Um, no hope, dude. I didn't even want to live. I didn't care um, anymore. But that began this change. And so fast forward to um, – things started, you know, changing in my life. I started going to church. I started getting around people that, um, not the super judgy kind, but people that just took me 
as I am, dude. And even when I relapsed again or even when I'd mess up, they didn't judge me and be like, you're not really a Christian or whatever. They 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 just know that life hurts sometimes, man. And and it doesn't matter, you know, if you believe in God or not. Life life hurts, man, sometimes. So anyway, um, but this big change happened to me and I, you know, it was Jesus for me, you know, and, and, uh, and so anyway, but then I met my wife, Lori, we just celebrated 23 years of marriage. And, uh, but I met my wife, Lori, it's amazing woman. We had three kids. And so seventh day slumber was formed and, um, and I was, I still, I grew up, I, I listened to like rage and Metallica and stone temple pilots, Soundgarden. Like those were, those were my bands, man, all those bands. And so, um, I still love that, that edge and that, I guess, you know, you could say angst, man. I, I loved it. And it, it was a way for me to get stuff out. But at the same time, after I started having kids, um, early on in seven day slumber, we were playing clubs, we were playing bars, we were, um, you know, out there and, and you know, putting on a solid show, but also being around for anybody that needed to talk. And then um, there were a lot of like cool Christian people that said, Hey dude, we, we could do something in the park or we could rent out the civic center or we can do. So we started doing a lot of family friendly venues as well as churches, you know? And, um, and then we had a lot of offers to play like clubs and stuff. But for me with having my kids, I didn't, I wanted to be there for them because I didn't have um, a dad growing up. So my kids toured with me and I didn't want them in the clubs and I didn't want them in the bars while we were, while I was playing and that kind of stuff. So that's what happened. Now my kids are, are older, you know, Blaze is 21. I've got a 16 year old and an 18 year old. And, and another thing, and I'll, and I'll wrap this part of it. But another thing is, is that, I don't feel it. Somebody said, man, you guys have kind of left the church. Y'all see y'all over the past year and a half. Y'all been doing all this or, or the past year. Y'all been doing all this like general market stuff and whatever. And I, and I'll say this, man, and I, and I'm going to be honest. I, we didn't leave the church, man. I feel like the church left us, dude. It used to be where they were reaching out to the people that were struggling, that were hurting. They were given, they, they, you know, they were giving a helping hand and, and it seemed like, um, that kind of changed. And so for us now, my kids are old enough. I'll just go where people need it. I mean, our suicide rate is through the roof. We've got so much going on, man. So once again, I'm not trying to get preachy. I feel like our music speaks for itself. I feel like I can, I, you know, and I'm not being cocky or and stuff. I feel like the band makes good music and it's, it's not just good for a Christian band. Um, you know, we got a lot of fans that don't even believe in God. So, now we're we're at a place where this new music writing with my son and writing with Weston is just a game changer from our death by admiration album to this new surviving the wasteland. And then we have a new album coming out this year called feasting on vultures. Nice. I like it. Yeah. The, the death by admiration was the first, you know, those songs were the first ones that started kind of getting in my ear and uh, Kevin and I were talking. I didn't even, I didn't know the whole Christian backstory. So I went on YouTube, watched a bunch of the shows that y'all had played, I guess like kind of looked like maybe they were, uh, I, I don't know if they were in a church or part of some type of retreat, but you could definitely tell there was a Christian, you know, vibe there, which I yeah. thought was great. It was cool. Um, what I liked about this, the, the, the death by admiration songs is they, 
you can hear the message in the lyrics when you look into it or you you know you pay attention but you could take it a different way as well like there's a lot of interpretation which to me is important in music you know sometimes if it's too straightforward no matter what the topic just loses a little bit of the luster for me that's just me personally yeah. um, but but the song halos man I, I y'all that is one of my that song hit home at the right time in, in my life, or you could say the wrong time, uh, ha- having just lost a, a family member a few months back. And then the video, uh, the, the concept of the video with the, I guess, what, like kind of like, was it goodbye notes or or what I would have said notes or what I wanted to say to you notes? Uh, it Man, that one, y'all did a good job there is all I can say. Man, I, I appreciate that. Weston, actually, uh, our guitar player, Weston, <laughs> He um, came to me and and uh, and Blaze, and we we needed one more song to finish up uh, the Death by Admiration album, and we were we wanted it to be something meaningful, but we were like racking our brain, you know. And um, anyway, he said, "Dude, something's been weighing on me. I haven't told y'all." And and he said, man, and I, I wrote this, some music. I didn't write any lyrics or anything, but I wrote some music that fits the vibe of what I'm, my emotion. And he said, dude, uh, Joe Verdine, who's this guy, huge fan of our band for years, loves our band. He's a biker dude, man, just a, just loves our band. But anyway, he's always at all the shows in Louisiana, man. And his, you know, the crew is, but anyway, he, uh, he ended up passing away suddenly, but, but anyway, he uh, just a few days before he passed away, he wrote Weston and said, hey, man, uh, could you write me back? Need to talk. Um, and Weston said, man, I put it off. And just like a day or two later, he died. And, dude, I've I've lived with that. And. Yeah, I mean, anything you want to add to that, Weston? No, it's just he, he it was like he sent me a message over Christmas and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? Want to get back with you, whatever. And. Like I was just like, oh, that's Joe. I'll talk to him later. You know, it's just, I, you know, I got time. You know, and then wasn't too much longer after that. Then I saw, you know, I woke up to Facebook and people messaging me, and he had passed, and it was just that's a weight I've never carried before. You know, and that was earlier in the year, and you know, I never doubted told anybody about that. We didn't write Halos until like like October. You know what I mean, or something like that. So. I think we were, as Joe mentioned, we were finishing up the album and I was like, talking about things you want to write about. And I was like, well, I, this is something I've been struggling with. And, you know, then I guess it was move forward from there. Yeah, I had a, um, and I was like, man, it's crazy. Cause I just had a friend who I've, my wife and I have known her for years. We've helped her. She's a friend who struggled a lot. You know, but when she was 12 years old, she came to one of our concerts. She was she was cutting every day and she was talking about suicide every day. And and, uh, you know, and, and I'm like, man, she's 12, like my kid's age at the time or whatever. And and uh, but anyway, she had like uh, she ended up coming to our concert and she changed her life. Like she she came and she's like, I want to know the God that you that you're talking about. And she ended up becoming a Christian and, and she started this big, huge ministry and people were tattooing the, you know, uh, tattooing her ministry on their arms and everywhere, man. And she started this huge ministry. I would talk to her all the time. 
Uh, anyway, she ended up uh, falling back into some drugs and uh, back into a dark time. And I was talking with her about it and my wife and I um, doing what we could to help. But anyway, she called me one night and she told me she was going to take her life. And I, uh, I was like, no, you, you got to stay strong. Da, da, da. And, and I spent like an hour or two on the phone, my wife and I, and she hung up on me. And so I ended up, uh, you know, I'm from the streets, so I did something I never do, and I called the cops. You know what I mean? And so I, I called the cops to go do a welfare check. You know, and uh, and she was super, super mad at me, dude. She called, cussed me out, like said things that that hurt me emotionally, man. You know, when somebody like guess I don't even know. Deep. Oh, yeah, your music deep. sucks. Like what? Oh my god, no. But uh, no, nah, so she uh, but cussed me out, said all kinds of crazy stuff, and then um. A few days later, or or not too long after that, she texts and she's like, "Hey, I need to talk." And I said, "Dude, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing this." I told my wife, "I'm not. I'm not doing this, man. I've done it for years." Well, she took her life, um, and I still have the message on my phone. Says, "Could you please text me?" So, so I know this is real heavy right now for the listeners, and I want you to know that when you come to a Seventh Day Slumber concert, it's not just going to be all about suicide and death and all that, or even preachy, like on the, you know, like I said, we just got off tour with saliva. We're not going to be doing altar calls on the stage. You know, we're just around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you were there. Like I'll share a little bit and then we're just hanging out. If anybody needs to talk, that's, that's, I believe that that's, that's how you speak into people's lives is sometimes not saying a word, just being there for them. But anyway, so that's, um, that's the deal, man. Um, we decided to write that song, and then we opened it up. As you said, uh, the video, we decided, you know what would be cool? There are a lot of people that are struggling with guilt. Like, they wish they could have made the call, should have spent more time, all the shoulda, woulda, couldas that we were dealing with. And we're like, dude, what if we just made this video less about us doing a performance piece and made it about those people to get some some kind of relief, man, some kind of healing and um so we had them send us a picture of their loved ones and if they had just a moment left what would they say to them and that's what halo's video is it's the picture of their loved ones and what they would have said and man there are some it's hard for me to watch that we had to make an extended version of it that we just put up but because there were so many that came in yeah that's just a great concept a great way to like tie in the 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 meaning to the uh, meaning of the song to the video because right. a lot of videos you know you can fall into this like they get well okay we've seen that we've seen this we've seen that that was to me a really refreshing idea uh and, and i enjoyed the hell out of it so I, and I wanted to say to denny thanks for sharing that man we hate to to yeah. hear that that you lost your wife and then your your own y'all's only son that's that's tragic man life can get real real quick i've said it that is. before it's like joseph is saying it's heavy but this needs to be spoke about man. one thing i love about joseph is He's open, he's real, he's honest. His music is open, it's real, it's honest. And subjects that they touch on, like the mental health, the suicide and stuff like that. Like, I feel in this particular genre, everyone's been rejected by society in one way or another. Right. So we need to talk about it. Right. And let me also just say that when you go to a seven-day slumber show, it is not an altar call. (laughs) It is a huge, huge screens and videos and lyrics you know so you can sing along and it's about positivity the merch says it all and joy yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great merch they, it's a really really good time they put on a great performance joseph has a 
beautiful voice. And speaking of that voice, you just released a new single. Yeah. About a week or so ago called Surviving the Wasteland. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, Surviving the Wasteland. Um, Blaze, Weston, and Kellen McGregor from Memphis Mayfire, the guitar player from Memphis Mayfire, and I all all wrote that song. Um, but they they came up with the music and uh and then brought it to me and I was like, Man, I don't know what to do with this exactly, because it was just it it's it was kind of confusing to me because it has some kind of some intricate parts. And um and dude, but uh but I I loved it. And so then we got into the studio with Kellen McGregor and he started chopping some stuff up, playing some stuff, doing some things. And we had this cool song and then we started um, working on melodies and stuff, but we needed to have an idea of what it was going to be about. Um, And so we just like our, like kind of our country, the way it looks right now, just seems like a, we've been off, we've been touring nonstop. And so we're in all the all the major cities and the rural communities, and it's like, man, there's so much. I don't, it looks like a wasteland, man. That's all I can say. You got people strung out, man. You got people fentanyl deaths are through the roof. I hear if I hear one more parent come to me and say, you know, my son or daughter loved your band, but unfortunately they lost their battle to you know, with drugs or, or accidental, uh, you know, took a pill one time and they're not here no more. Like, dude, I just so many of those stories. And, and so it's tough because you don't want to just write about death all the time. Or we don't just write about death. We always put some kind of like hope at the, you know, in there somewhere, just to let people know you don't have to live life like that. Um, you know, a lot of people are living life like that, but you don't have to, man. I, I mean, I'm living proof of that. I went from having a $400 a day cocaine addiction, you know, in and out of jails, institutions, looking at prison to no dad raised by a single mom in the hood, dude, no money, nothing to now being married to a beautiful, amazing woman who's my best friend in the world, 23 years to having three sons that look up to their dad and one plays in a band and now is writing the actual good songs of seventh day slumber, <laughs> you know, got 20 years. And then now we got some good songs, you know, because <laughs> these dudes are writing it, but like that, like, it's not just, I wasn't just the lucky one that God picked like, dude, we all, there's hope for all of us, man. So, so, but, but it's important that we write about those things and we talk about right. those things and we, you know, you run the risk of them. Oh man, they're always just, it sounds so depressing, you know, cause they're talking about death or whatever, but dude, it has to be talked about. And um, yeah, so Surviving the Wasteland, that's what it's about. It's about kind of our fentanyl crisis and kind of the zombie land that we have right now. We got to get like we got to reach out to our to our young people. But it's not just young people that are struggling, man. Yeah. Uh, I've got a question for Joseph touching on what you just spoke about. So we've just heard about you going through your struggles when you were younger and obviously, you know, federal prisons and stuff and the drugs. What's it like for you not only being able to share what you love with your son, but being able to write and perform with him on stage? Man, there's, it, I, I've tried to put it into words, dude. I, I can't like it, it. It's a, it's a trip, dude. That's all I like when I look back and I see him behind me and he's got his red hair shaking, you know, not his natural hair color, by the way. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
and he's like shaking, dude, and like rocking out, and he's on beat and like is a way better musician than I'll ever be and was ever. It's, uh, you know, I'm thinking not only do I get this opportunity to play with my son, but he's also, he's better than me. And, and I don't just mean as a musician, I mean, my kids are better than me and that's what I want. I mean, I want to be the best I can for them as a dad, but, but man, to see that my kids respect me, they looked up to me and they look up to their mom, but they're better than me. That's what I want. That's what I'm trying to break that mold, you know, of like, of, of my life and where I was at. But it's a trip, man. I don't know if you feel the same Love way. It. Love yeah, it. and they're nice kids too. Right. They're really nice kids. You meet them, they're super nice kids. Blaze, how do you feel about getting to play with, with, with me, man? It's your superstar <laughs> dad, the most handsome guy around. true descriptors it's it's really awesome it's kind of like what he said you grow up and you see your dad playing on stage your whole life because me and my two brothers grew up on a tour bus and so you see your dad playing on stage every night and singing these songs and talking to people after the shows and people asking him to pray for them or just be there to listen to things that they're going through and now I'm kind of stepping into the role where I'm also doing that with him. I'm at the merch table with him after playing a concert and um, and there's people coming up and talking to us, asking him for prayer or and saying, hey, can you listen to this or give me advice on this? And while he's talking to somebody, someone comes up and talks to me and it's just crazy kind of, it's really cool seeing it and growing up around it and then becoming a part of it. It's, it's crazy. It's really awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's wild, man. We've done a lot of a lot of a bit. Like I said, a lot of your viewers and listeners and stuff, like they're hearing Seven Day Summer going, man, this you know, it's pretty cool, this band or, or whatever. But we have been around for a long time. And you know, when he says he grew up in tour buses, it, in the Christian market on the Christian rock side of it, Seven Day Summer, you know, is a well known band. But when you go here on to this side of it. Now we're starting to get known, obviously. Uh, and like you said, a lot of people know our name, but they just see us as like, oh, that's a Christian rock band because, you know, it's what we've primarily done. But um, I would encourage the viewers right now, you know, even if you're not a Christian and you're like, dude, I don't want nothing to do with that. Dude, that's cool. Just, I would just encourage you to check out our music. Like I, yeah. I would, I, I want the opportunity to earn a friendship with you, man. Or, you know, I like, uh, if you don't like it, cool. I get it, dude. And that's fine. But I just want the opportunity to earn a, you know, a friendship and earn, earn it, you know, new SD uh, music junkie. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not Bible thumping music. It's no. not, it's completely rock. It's completely relatable. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, if you're a Jew, if you're an atheist, I don't care what you are. It's completely relatable. It's definitely not a come to Jesus type of vibe. I mean, it, it is, if it, if it can be for you, but that's right. not what it sounds like if you're in a non-secular environment, you know, in a secular right. environment. So go see Seventh Day Slumber. Their tour with Fazi with starts on March 23rd. Right. You're going everywhere. So, yeah. I want to dig right. into another side real quick. So Jared might be familiar with the band Relent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Magdalene Rose or GFM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are on Rockfest Records as right. well as other artists. 
Tell us about Rockfest Records. Yeah. Because so, you are Rockfest Records. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we I started Rockfest Records. Um, uh, my partner, Jenna, and my wife, um, she, she's um, our business partner, but she's a, a really good friend. And we um, had this vision of having this uh, label that um, – that was given bands an opportunity that maybe other labels weren't. And I, and it started because seven day slumber has been with EMI capital for years. And, um, and we were actually with tooth and nail, which was owned by EMI. And, and then we ended up and we were with tooth and nail for 12 years. And then EMI bought us out of that contract. And then EMI, EMI got bought by capital and capital was bought by universal. So now we're with universal capital, but they, um, we finished our last record. And I've spent years not owning my own masters, right? And so that's a common problem. There's probably bands watching right now, you know, and they, you know, it's just a common thing. And it's not necessarily a problem if, you know, it w- I will say being on a label did a lot for us. I know that bands hate to hear that right now, but being on a label I, I gave us a lot of opportunities. And there's ups and downs. But um, we finished our last record. We were getting ready to move uh, on. And, um, and Capital said, well, hold on. You know, we still want to do something with you. And I said, well, listen, I, I love the staff. I just want to do things on my own. And so they gave me a distribution deal. Um, they didn't just hand it to me. I mean, there's a lot to it. But um, we started Rockfest Records, um, distributed by Universal Capital. And, uh, yeah, and so I signed uh, Relent. I signed GFM, which now they've been – they're disbanded. But Maggie – um, the lead singer of the band has got her a new project, which I, you guys, I can't wait for you to hear it. It's uh, it's it's hardcore. It's being mixed and mastered by Jeff Dunn, Motionless and White, Wage War, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, the protest is on our label, uh, the Letter Black, and a new band that we just released, which is doing really really well right now, called World Gone Cold. Which tell, is, tell, I was going to say, tell tell the story of that one. Yeah, so that's members of. Well, you have uh, Trey from P.O.D. Um, you have Mark Anthony from The Letter Black. You have um, Ryland from Attack Attack and Inhale Exhale. Um, Yogi from Demon Hunter. And then Andrew from Disciple. And uh, they um, they got together. To, Mark Anthony started, the dude from Letter Black started talking with Yogi from Demon Hunter. And they were like, man, um we've got some music and uh, Mark Anthony had been writing some music and he let Yogi hear it. Then he let Ryland hear it. And Ryland was like, dude, we should do something with this. So they all got together and they reached out to Andrew and it was quick how it happened. And they started writing music together. And then they reached out to me because the letter black is on my record label. And uh, so they reached out to me and said, Hey, listen, we've got this band. No one knows about because we haven't done anything, but you know, it's only been, like four months old and we're starting to write, would you be willing to hear some of the music? And their manager reached out to me and said, well, I'd love to work with Rockfest. We love what you did with the letter black. And, uh, Hey, what's up, Tim Hudson. Uh, but anyway, and so, um, yeah, so we signed the, uh, we signed, oh, I'm sorry. We signed world gone cold and, uh, they went in the studio, finished up their record. Um, we also worked with Jeff Dunn. Um, he mixed it and mastered it. And, uh, We've put it out and it's crazy. Their first show, um, we actually get to play their first show with them. Uh, you know, at, at this uh, throwdown at the campground. Yep. And 
they'll be playing there and um, that'll be the release date of their uh, album uh, for their World Gone Cold release. So, yeah, it's wild, man. We have a... That's crazy. That's crazy. You got your hands full. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie's actually... Magdalene Rose is actually uh, here. She's recording. Uh, she's get, We just finished recording her single. She was on tour with us for just a small two-week run, and then she'll be out with us again in right after the Fozzie tour. We're heading out to the West Coast on our Surviving the Wasteland tour. But um, she's actually here in the next room recording. with These guys are recording her, producing her new album. So. I wanna, That's um, awesome. I'm going to hit you up because I want to get – they. They've been on the show. Uh, we did a we did a uh, show with them where they were the the headliners of it. Um, I'd love to get her back on the show to talk about the solo stuff and all that kind of stuff. Done, done, and done, brother. I'll, I'll hit love you up it. on it. Um, I think that's all I had. Oh no, I don't yeah. wait. <laughs> wait. I can't give the full. I can't give the full details because we're not oh. announcing full details until. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. rocking the sound but put july 22nd on your calendar yeah we'll let you know that seventh day slumber will be a part of whatever is happening july 22nd there in you the go last. in ocean springs oh, ocean springs. oh. Right. that's close you get close enough another flight <laughs> i want to yeah. shout out to all of your your viewers and listeners man like i appreciate you guys being here and all the support you give to the sound, the sound, the the sound is a, the new name. There you, go. Just it. It. you heard it here first. The <laughs> we just, just got to throw a P in there. We're good. Because they're wow. pounding the sound, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to all of the viewers and listeners that show love and support to the sound, man, the sound is giving opportunities to bands that a lot of people don't give these bands. And, even with Seven Day Slumber, you know, we've been around for a long time, but in that Christian side of it, and so to have an opportunity like this, and you guys have been supporting us before this, but, you know, I just appreciate all the listeners and the viewers and and what it means, you know, to support to support the sound and to continue to keep helping them to do what they do because it helps us. Got to give the people the new rock, the, good, the really, really great new rock, and you are definitely part of that equation. Right. So we are just so pleased to have you on the show. And um, I can't wait to see you in Baltimore. Let's do it. <laughs> you are you are more than welcome back on the show anytime you want. If you want something you want to promote. I mean, that's not, yeah, yeah, well, I mean if, you, if you've got new merch and you just want to talk about new merch, you can come on the show and talk about new merch. I got yeah. some cool stuff that I want that I definitely want to do. And and Lisa, I think that um, Lori sent you uh, a song it has not been released yet and it's the title track to our new record that's coming out feasting on vultures it's a demo though it's a it's a demo but, it's, but, I, <laughs> I, but it, it's something that i i want to we can since it's not in the the uh the capital um like portal Okay. Yeah, th- it won't shut down your live feed. So we could maybe come back on here, and I would love to let the listeners because now it won't shut down your feed until we upload it to the Capitol Portal. But I would love for them to hear some of our new stuff and maybe even help them pick a few songs that would make the record. That could be a you cool thing. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Done. 
Let's like talk. I said, you just got to tell me when to show up. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll have, I'll have, uh, yeah, I'll have our uh, our tour manager reach out, and uh, she's yeah. also my manager and my wife and my. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna tell you what, Lori's been a pleasure to deal with. Yeah, yeah she makes she makes everything so much easier. She does, man. Yeah. And uh, but I'll have her, I'll have Lori work it out. But I think that'd be really cool, and I'd love to do it on the sound with you guys. You guys do are it. amazing. Yeah. Done deal. Done. Yeah. We we will definitely do that. Uh oh, somebody says surviving the wastelands, what I was banging on the ride home. That's right. Darn right, Tim. Tell him. Tim Hudson, he's a diehard. Yes. He's SDS a diehard. Fan. Yeah, diehard SDS fan. Tim, my dude. Yeah. So guys, tell, tell, tell us how we can how we can find Seventh Day Slumber. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can just go to seventhdayslumber.com. It's spelt out S-E-V-E-N-T-H. Seventhdayslumber.com and all of our information's up there. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, Twitter. We it's really us that writes you back. Um, so when you get a message, um, someone asked me that today. Is this really you guys writing us back? Yep, it's us. We love you. We um and you matter to us. So hit us up. Awesome. There you go. There you go. Thank you for your time tonight, man. And keep oh, keep putting out the tunes. Yes. Keep Thank you guys so much. Posted and I'll hit you. I'll hit you up about uh, Maggie. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate Bye. you. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. We really appreciate the support. If you want to stay up to date with all the things we're doing here at The Sound, be sure to download our free radio app. It's in the App Store or Google Play. Just type in The Sound 228. It'll come right up. Download it on your phone. Listen to all the killer new music that Kevin and I are trying to promote to the masses. You can stay up to date with all of our social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also download the episodes of the podcast and the Homegrown Show all right there inside of the app. Go download it now. You won't be disappointed. And once again, we are the sound. We are New Rock.